Hashtag hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa, g'day, Mary's Bushwhacker Luke here. Two thousand and fifteen Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is Pro Wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day, and, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's <We're> a great... <laughs> we've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, I mean, we've really had a warm December, and I get on the phone with damn Canadians, and we're spitting snow. So. My name is Carl Carafel. And this is Turnbuckle Talk. Blurred Lines is what we're going to be talking about today. I am joined alongside OMD. As long as things have uh, started to work properly for us, let us bring the video on here for everyone. OMD, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Absolutely fantastic. Love it. Love it, dude. How are you? I am quite well, brother, and yourself. I'm doing well. I mean, it was it was a little bit of a hectic uh, 12-hour day shift that I just finished up at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But now we are here with Turnbuckle Talk, and we're here with Melball as well. Melball, you know I love you, girl. Thank you so much for coming by and uh, showing some support. I absolutely love it. Mel does a lot of different... Uh, shows a lot of different podcasts mel and andre's wrestling talk paramindful with myself we got a good episode coming up for everyone with paramindful happening on the 17th on saint patrick's day so look out for that at your local establishment it's going to be absolutely fantastic and we have got yeah ladies wrestling showcase as well with astrid pizarro who, Astrid, you better be just enjoying yourself right now. I saw your walk across Abbey Road. Absolutely fantastic. And yes, I even have a little bit of jealousy for what you have been able to do over in England. Very happy for you that you've been able to go over there. That's absolutely amazing. We got a bunch of different topics again. As always, I like to kind of go and and discuss some of the topics that other bigger news sites really aren't going to talk about and showcase. We do here on Turnbuckle Talk and OMD. I know that you have you really don't know a lot about what we're going to be talking about today, which I am perfectly happy with because I'm going to be able to get full actual reaction out of you with this. Yes. First thing we're going to talk about today is going to be the Garcia twins. Yes. So I'm sure you've heard by now. Yes. Yes. The Garcia twins. Or let's let's just call them what they used to be known as the Bella twins are no longer. A part of the WWE. Yes. Which 
Dude, I did not expect that at all. Just the same as this comment here. I did not expect that comment from that candidate saying, Carl is God. I am far from God. But I'll take the compliment and I do appreciate that. Absolutely crazy news here. What are your thoughts before we get into everything? Honestly, I'm intrigued to see where this goes with them. Mm-hmm. I know because I shared it with you that they were going back to the Garcias earlier today, that they were just going to be the Garcia twins. Right. And now they are going by Nicole and Brianna, not Nikki and Bree, Nicole right. and Brianna. Yes. That is they, exactly what they're going to be going by. And they, they've renamed their podcast, the Nikki and Bree podcast, but yes. I digress. Nikki and Bree show. Yes. Yes. Um, Andre coming in, that Canada dude coming in saying NXT is in commercial. So I jumped in for a minute. I appreciate every minute that you spare for me. Catch Andre, catch that Canada dude, as well as Ed Fries, as they are going to be talking about NXT at 1010 tonight with Astrid being away, enjoying her sweet, sweet self. That Canada dude stepped in and it's very much so appreciated nice um so they are doing that mm-hmm. yes they were at aew revolution last weekend yes yes um they built up an empire and an army under the bella name right so i am honestly i am glad to see that now they are stepping out from the bella name and under the wwe banner Exactly. To do things on their own. Because that's a WWE intellectual property there. Absolutely. What wins is a WWE intellectual property. So People Magazine actually reported that uh, the Hall of Famers are gone from the company. And yes. will be known going forward as the Garcia Twins. Um, their popular name, the Bellas podcast being changed as you said there to the Nikki and Bree show and they have removed any mention of the WWE from their social media accounts as well so they had a contract renewal coming up and both of them kind of stepped back and figured maybe it's time to step out and start a new chapter on their own quite like turnbuckle talk did when we uh, decided to branch off and branch away from um uh, energy rock radio we decided to go independent so the garcias are doing the exact same thing now (laughs) so will they join the out quotation backwards k asts outcasts You see, that's that's a high, high speculation right now, considering Paige inside of AEW is still close to them. They are still friends, and that is one of the reasons why the Garcia twins were at Revolution. Yes. Was there to support their friend. Yes, and not to mention, of course, Bree's husband, Brian Danielson, competing for the AEW title. Exactly. Um, Yes, there is that speculation. Do I want to get into that right now? No, I want to see 
what they do outside of it. I know that it was, I believe it was the Raw 30th anniversary and they were upset that there was nothing for them. Right. Right. Um, I know Nikki's got the itch to get back in the ring. I'm not so sure about Brie. So it's a matter of, yes, can they, are they going to go, is one of them or both of them going to get back in the ring? Are they going to go independent for a little while? Are they even going to involve themselves in professional wrestling? Exactly. Exactly. Right. We have absolutely no clue right now. We know that they have, you know, kind of gone out and done some different things like um, clothing and, and, and different stuff like that. And both of them, both of them, we can say, you know, at some point or another, you know, kind of adorned themselves in makeup. Yes. So who I know knows that-, that we might we might see like a Garcia twin makeup line come out, uh, you know, a very organic makeup line, yes. you know, to kind of coincide with how Brie, Brie Garcia lives her life. I, it's going to be hard for a while. I'm still probably going to say Bella. Yes, absolutely. Um, I believe they also have their own wine and their own vineyard. Yes, I do believe so as well. I do believe they still have that. Yes. So right now there's no word yet on what the future holds for them. No. And I mean, Um, they're, they're what mid thirties, maybe early forties. So they've got they're 40. Yeah. They're they're 40. 40. So, yeah. So they've got a long ways to go. So they, they can make that decision to go to another company or come back to WWE, get back into wrestling Mm -hmm. for the next five, 10, 20 years. Right. I wouldn't say in 20 years that they'll be actively competing unless they want to become the next incarnation of Moolah and Mae Young. Right. And actually, what you don't know is that uh, later on in the show here, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, another woman in the world of professional wrestling who may be about 20 years older than uh, the Garcias right now. And I correct myself. They are 39. They have their upcoming 40th birthday very soon. So yeah, other than podcasting right now, we have absolutely no idea what they are going to be doing. Uh, Brie Garcia was reportedly backstage for her husband uh, at uh, Revolution Um, aside from appearance in the 2022 women's Royal rumble match, they really haven't set foot into a ring since 2018. No, Alex, it is not bull Nakano that we're going to be talking about. Although bull Nakano is a absolutely gorgeous woman who I absolutely love and adore. And since you mentioned her name, I'm going to read through this super quick. Thank you to my friends over at WrestlingInc.com for this. It says, Bull Nakano is widely recognized as one of the most legendary professional wrestlers in history. While her tenures in both the WWF and WCW in the 1990s uh, feuded with legendary Alondra Blaze made her a reputable entity in the United States, it was in her home country of Japan where she made her name. Competing as a part of the All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling promotion throughout the majority of her career. She has gone on record to say, and I'm trying to find it here for us quickly, um, her style of stroking uh, her hair, uh, you know, 
the hair that the, the hairstyle that she did and stuff like that um from her 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 face paint to everything that she had on her uh, everything was designed for her to uh really look like someone who wasn't human and that was the entire thing that she was trying to go for when she was doing all of this. So she was asked about her inspiration for her look and how it differed from the, uh, from her various hairstyles, uh, from the 1980s. Right. And, and that's kind of what she said, uh, reference to, you know, kind of being in control of her look. And since she was a little bit lower on the card, she wanted to do something a little bit different to make her look otherworldly. She says, I wanted to be someone who wasn't human who wasn't a woman, who wasn't a man, who wasn't of this world. And that's how it turned out, she says. So thank you for bringing up Bull Nakano's name. I absolutely love that woman. And uh, I found it interesting that that is something that she was trying to go for and aspire to. And I think she did it. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and Bull Nakano is... A fantastic competitor. I mean, I remember, I believe she was actually here, as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, against Alundra Blaze, a.k.a. Medusa. Um, and that largely gets underlooked as one of the top rivalries of that time. Right? Right? Everybody yeah. wants to focus on, I mean, at that time, women's wrestling wasn't as appreciated. Exactly. As it is today. So everybody was more focused on the male rivalries. And they were more focused on the, you know, the Vaders and the Shawn Michaels and the Bret Hart's and the Undertaker's, the Yokozuna's, the Lex Luger's, right? Like that's where yeah. more of the focus was as opposed to the women's matches that were being focused on. You You, you talked a little bit about rivalries here. Yes. I'm going to shift over to this topic right now. And we're going to be talking about rivalries. And we're going to be talking about A&E. And are they in a bad spot right now? So viewership for A&E's block of programming over the week took a very large dip in the ratings. Okay. The Legends biography that had an episode centered around the big red machine Kane turned mayor actually ran its lowest audience. Wow. In the 23 episode history of WWE's partnership with a and E viewed on average by 383,000 with 170,000 viewers in the 14 to or 18 to 49 demographic. There was a 20% drop in overall viewership from last week's on China. Wow. As always, Ed, I appreciate you popping in and leaving your comment. And he will catch us on the VOD as he will be bringing us NXT at 1010 tonight on OLE. Well, you know, so I was, I with was actually, that, sorry. That's, that's, that's okay. With, with that. Okay, so Biography is actually ranked as the number 33 show among the demographic. Um, this one here 
was absolute crap. On top of that, on top of that, Ed, you are correct. Those numbers still rival Rampage. You are correct when you say that. <laughs> WWE's rivals, focusing on Triple H and Batista's feud, was watched by 287,000 viewers on average with 117 in the 18 to 49 demographic, which was down by 26% from the week before. What is going on here? Do, do we maybe just have a situation of people don't give a shit about those characters and those rivalries? Will we see an increase come up this coming week when rivals actually will bring us the rock and John Cena. It's going to be very interesting to see, but what are your thoughts on those numbers going down by 20 and 26%? You know what? I think that's just up to every individual fan's taste. I actually watched, I fell asleep. I should say watching the biography on Kate. Okay. I was anticipating a one hour biography. Right. When I fell asleep at 1.30 in the morning and it was still ongoing, I started watching it at midnight. Yes. No, they're two-hour shows. They're not just one. They're two hours. So it did drag on a bit, but, you know, to go back and give give us that history. I mean, at least it wasn't a cheap plug for his book. Because, right. yes, Glenn Jacobs does have a book. Yep. Um, I did not get to watch Rivals on Triple H and Batista, but for me, that's a rivalry that I don't care about. Triple H had so many better feuds. Right. Batista had so many better feuds. Right. So that one gets lost in the shuffle for me. So that's where I'm thinking, you know, it's sort of viewer's choice. Are they all that interested in it? I mean, for me personally, I'm not interested in watching The Rock and Cena. Okay. Rivals. Um, I mean, every you know how I feel about Dwayne. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that plays a big part in it. Yes, it was a good feud, a good one-year build for what was supposed to be a once-in-a-lifetime match that was then almost turned into a trilogy. Right. It was, it became a twice in a lifetime. I think Ed's got a very good point here as well. Ed saying that time change and bad lead in could be uh, a few of the reasons why the viewership and the numbers were down. I know that time change really does have a lot of effect on people, especially when they know that, you know, the time's going to be changing and maybe they don't prepare themselves for that. Their body just chemically, aligning with whatever stars, you know, kind of just doesn't adjust properly, which could very well be for that. So I might have to see if I can find it at some point, but how maybe the uh, rewatch or uh, PBR uh, numbers are for those yes. to see if maybe those bring the numbers up a little bit. So yeah, <sighs> I think another factor for it as well was Sunday was the Oscars. Absolutely. I just remembered that Sunday was the Oscars was the Academy yeah. Awards, which actually saw a 13% increase 
in viewers. There was something else that I had seen come across. I'm pretty sure it was 13, 13 or 15% increase. Um, bad timing, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's the, the entire reason why is that the Oscars were on and, and maybe we'll see things kind of increase from there. Nevertheless, the WWE continues their partnership with AEA and E. Um, starting April 30th, we're actually going to be having a new show called Stone Cold Takes on America. Yes, and the return of a, um, WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. Yes, I don't know when that's coming, though. I haven't seen any uh, actual advertisements for that yet. They did show an ad for it during the Kane biography. Okay. So I believe that's either April 16th or April 23rd. Okay. That's one that I'm definitely going to be very interested in. Yes. Now, I want to bring up another show as we're on this topic, and I'm going to go to AEW. Okay. And their behind-the-scenes show debuting March 29th. Yes. For one hour after Rampage. Right. What do you want to talk about? And I'm just curious your thoughts on it. Do you want to see the fourth wall broken the the curtain pulled back and see these guys and girls behind the scenes or (laughs) i realize that this leads to the big topic of the night it does 100 it does lead to that myself personally no if you want to know what happens and goes on behind the scenes within the world of professional wrestling become a professional wrestler yes work the independent circuit work that scene, you'll get a feel for what happens behind the scenes. You'll be able to learn about what happens behind the scenes. You'll be able to learn about what goes into a production when it comes to professional wrestling. I don't know that that's something that uh, should be put out there for everyone. I mean, some people do see it. So, you know, when it comes to other professional wrestlers on their social medias and them posting different things from behind the scenes and backstage, but to, to have an entire show dedicated to that, I'm hoping that it's going to do maybe some justice for what is called kayfabe. I'm hoping that maybe they can kind of keep a little bit of that, uh, you know, mystique and allure behind everything and kind of maybe just show you, you know, like them in catering and shit like that. Right. Like, I I know that sounds absolutely stupid, but I don't want to see that broken down. I I, I want people to still have that mystique. Yeah. Oh, and I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, so I'm hoping that it's going to be maybe a little more similar to a biography type of thing. Right. As opposed to, oh, we're getting ready for this match. And so this is now, you know, like Adam Cole saying, this is Brit supporting me and checking my teeth after the match because I got my bicuspid knocked loose. Right. And you know what? I I would even be okay if it's something like a, so the WWE does this already, right? Like when it comes to the big pay-per-views, when it comes to premium live events, sorry, WWE, (laughs) when it comes to the, to the PLEs, they they will do, they'll follow someone around, right? And, and, and whether it's like a 365, 
So yes. 365 days of following somebody around and kind of, kind of showcasing a little bit about their journey. Right. Yes. And if it's something like that, I think I'll be okay with it. Or even if they're just kind of showing a day in the life of, or a week in the life of, I think that that might be okay as well. If done properly. Yes. Yeah. You know what? You know, it is not being done properly. According to Jake, the snake Roberts. I do not. Telling stories. You know what? I, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> so the WWE has been doing very well, I think, in storytelling capacities. Whoa, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Alex says, what if it's a highlight of Adam Cole's comeback? That's what I felt it was built like or like AEW's version of Total Divas. I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay with that because that would be almost like that, um, like that 365 that yeah. the WWE does, or or it'll be you know very similar to like like a comeback story, right? Like a like a story tell on one person. Yes, I I I think that that is absolutely a great idea. Um, doing something like maybe a total divas. I don't know about that. I. I Total Divas was an okay show, but it wasn't something that I was going to uh, go out of my way to watch. No. Right? I didn't go out of my way to watch Total Divas. I didn't go out of my way to watch Total Bellas Garcias. Right. Um, And then, uh, what was it? Earlier this year, they had uh, Nikki Bella Gets Married on Lifetime Network or whatever it was. I didn't rush to watch it, but then it comes out that Oh, now she may not actually be married to him because they got married in another country. And oh, geez. Well, there's season two, and they can keep it. Good yeah. evening to you, Corporate Joe. If you are not at work, you uh, you know how to get in here. Maybe you need to hop in as well if you maybe, want to talk some professional I, I think, wrestling. I, I'm wondering if maybe we should put a uh, prop bet on Big Joe being at work or coming in. Um, I'm pretty sure he's at work. <laughs> it's very, very typical. But I do want to ask your thoughts now on this because yeah. we do see gambling advertised a lot on the sports networks. And now that WWE has applied to both Michigan and Colorado. I'm booing Joe's comment. Yes, no, yes. Not, yeah. For live sports betting on their matches right they have already been approved as of today they were approved in indiana okay so what are your thoughts on this and actually making bets on pro wrestling I think it's absolute horse shit and we're going to see an influx of people trying to um work different angles to get the results. It is a, okay, I'm going to say it. The world of professional wrestling is a scripted show. Yes. It's like if you were to watch, you know, Bad Bloods, or if you were to watch 
um, uh, uh, the Sopranos, or if you were to watch, you know, any, any of these television programs that are out there, professional wrestling is a television program done in a sports aspect that gives us combat and story. Again, I will say, as I have before, it is a male soap opera. Yes. So to, to, to have betting available on a scripted program, I think is a terrible, terrible idea. I'm with you there. Um, but I mean, we do see it on raw on SmackDown on the premium live events and on AEW sign up for the DraftKings sports app and get your share of $10,000. Right. So how are they not gambling already on it? it? No. And you're exactly right. And Alex poses the question here. Does the WWE actually profit from these DraftKings uh, advertisements and things? He's actually not sure. And I will be completely honest. I am not sure as well, but as a businessman, I can tell you that I'm pretty sure that they're getting a small cut and percentage of the amount of people that sign up during a certain hour block, I would say. So if, you know, Monday Night Raw is being shown and this ad comes up during that time, you know, they're going to get a little percentage of people signing up during that time. You know what I mean? Um, I do want to. I don't know. I want to take something from what Jimmy Corderas said the other day on the ref and rant. Mm-hmm. And he's unsure about this. Right. Um, because, you know, with WWE, you can change the finish of a match. You can change the result on the fly. Yes. He says right up until you're in gorilla position. But you know that if you have to change it in the ring, you can change it with the ref. Yeah. Um. I do. I'm going to say that absolutely WWE is going to make more money than they would lose. Right. If it's approved, because you're going to have people trying to get these bets and that's going to increase network subscriptions. Mm -hmm. That's going to increase premium live event buys. Yep. It's very true. So, but yes, they are probably absolutely getting a take on these people who are signing up for DraftKings and trying to bet. I mean, like, yeah. I'm going to give you probably yeah. one of the stupidest prop bets you're going to get is, is Roman Reigns going to try a Superman punch in, the, in his match? Right. No, he's not going to try that. That's only his signature move that he does <laughs> in every single matchup. But no, this time he's not. Yeah, exactly. Like, really? Yeah. Really? Or how early is he going to try and hit it? Is he going to hit it in the first five minutes, the first 20 minutes? Right. And, and I mean, honestly, even that, like a lot of this stuff, when you see in, in, in wrestling, it's not all done in the back where they go, okay, this is how things are going to go. And now you need to memorize this move to this one, to this one, to this one, to this one, to this one all the way through, right? Like you, you're, you're talking about this while you're in the ring with the person, because if something goes awry, you have to adapt. Yep. So 
it's not going to be a full scripted. You, you're going to have to discuss this with the person that you're working with inside that ring. And then you're going to have to like change things from there. Alex has a good one here as well. How many times does Michael Cole say premium live event? If that were a drinking game, we would all be smashed. Yes. <laughs> he says that a lot. He says that a lot. Wow. So we're going to we're going to continue on through here, running through some things. But I think it's time for a little bit of a break before we get to these next set of topics, because we always want to make sure that we are talking about our sponsors. I don't have a graphic for this just yet, but I will be getting one very soon for you. But I want all of you to check out my buddy Shelby, who has a comic shop that does comics. It does games. It does Funko Pops. And it is all available online for you as well. Invasioncnc.ca. Go to that. Shipping is available for you over there. And if there's a little comment section when you make a purchase, put in the comment that you uh, you were sent over from us here at Turnbuckle Talk. And uh, who knows? Who knows what might happen? Shelby might uh, might have some sort of little surprise for you. I don't know. But go and check out Invasion Comics at invasioncnc.ca. We're going to hit the other sponsors here as well. And we definitely need to make sure that we're talking about Rogue Energy. And with Rogue Energy, make sure that you are using the promo code OLEPODS and getting yourself 10% off your order when you check out RogueEnergy.com. We're going to transition over to my good friend, Al Snow, and uh, let's talk a little collar and elbow. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. And collarandelbowbrand.com is the website for you to go to there. Use the promo code JKPODCAST and you're going to get yourself 10% off your purchase every single time that you use that. 
My name is Carl Carafel. I am joined alongside OMD, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. Welcome back after the commercial break. Thank you so much for sticking around. As you can see, I'm wearing my collar and elbow branded hat as always, but also I'm wearing a Turnbuckle Talk t-shirt. Stick around to find out how you can get yourself one of these sweet t-shirts and other merchandise from Program Senior on Turnbuckle Studios. Before the break, we were talking a little bit about Jake the Snake Roberts, and um, that he believes right now wrestling is in a real bad spot telling stories. So now let's take a look at things for just a moment. So right now, the WWE has been doing really good things, I think, with the angle involving the bloodline and Sami Zayn, but still there's some skeptics who believe that the story aspect of uh, wrestling has become a huge weakness wwe hall of famer jake the snake roberts was on cafe de rene with rene dupree and uh he kind of gave his two cents on the comments here or on the topic this is quoted from him he says it's in a bad spot man it's in a real bad spot um unfortunately what is happening is these young wrestlers They haven't learned anything about telling a story. They don't understand. And they've gotten into these high-flying suicide dives doing every move in the book. But they forgot how to do one thing. Sell. They don't know shit. And it's a crying shame. He also went on to say, uh, where is it here? The biggest thing that is missing today is the art of selling. So very, very big, bold words coming from Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, For me, a guy that I believe told beautiful stories within his time in uh, professional wrestling, no matter where he has been to where he is going, any of that. Jake the Snake Roberts, for me has always been an inspiration when it comes to how I worked and how I did promos. What are your thoughts on Jake, the snake Roberts saying that (coughs) selling and being able to tell a story is a big weakness in the business right now. I'm going to, I'm going to agree on the selling aspect, but I'm going to disagree on the storytelling. Okay. The selling aspect. And I mean, if you go back and you watch a lot of classic ROH before they get revamped and they're getting their new broadcast deal, right? There wasn't a lot of selling, but there were some fantastic back and forth matches. There okay. was no, there was no heel domination for five to seven minutes of a 10 minute match. Right. No five moves of doom from the face. Plug. Oh, um, I love you. <laughs> From one side to another. I love you, man. I mean, if you look at the Roman Reigns, the bloodline and the Sami Zayn storyline, it is an art. It that is masterful by far, by far the WWE. Yes, they are doing that right now. And I think that they're doing it wonderfully. Let's look outside of the WWE though, at all these other promotions. Do you agree with Jake's statement 
when it comes to other promotions with this high fly uh, flippy dippy shit that goes on with where Jake is. Absolutely. They do not have an art of storytelling. Okay. They do not. It's literally let's go out there. Let's work a Japanese match in front of an American crowd. Right. Essentially. How many people can we bust open? How many people can we separate their shoulders, give a concussion to? Yep. But at the same time, you've got those guys who came from Japan and are involved in the corporate aspect of it. Right. And it's everybody's flocking to them. They're not going to the Jake Roberts. They're not going to the Christian Cages or the Chris Jerichos, or they're not listening to them. Right, not listening, I think, is, because, is a good way as well. Because they have to know it all because they're this generation. Right. And it's the entitled generation where it's all about me. Very much so. And I mean, I think that that may even stem from a generation me. No, I, no, I, I'm I, just I, putting I, that out there. Yeah. <laughs> So we want we we we're talking storylines, especially you know like Jake's comments there, and I absolutely love and respect Jake. Um, always have, and I think I always will. I want to transition a little bit over to another story that's kind of being told right now, and that's a story that's happening with Roxanne Perez over in NXT right now. It appears that there may be a new WWE NXT Women's Champion that's going to be crowned at Stand and Deliver. So the WWE, bear with me while I read this, the WWE Senior Vice President of Talent Development Creative, Mr. Shawn Michaels, Actually, yes. he took to Twitter to announce that there uh, will actually be a series of qualifying matches starting on tonight's episode of NXT that is happening right now. So I hope you're watching this and NXT at the same time, people, to determine who will be competing at Stand and Deliver in a ladder match for the Women's Championship. So as of Friday morning, last Friday morning, um, Roxanne was discharged from the hospital However, after a bunch of tests, her health is still in question. Stand and Deliver is only three weeks away. So they're going to be doing doing this. So March 7th, Perez actually collapsed after she retained her title against uh, Mako. Um, stretchered out. So it's, 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 it's a very touchy situation. And... Um, way to go about things because I know a lot of people are like, Oh, just leave it. She'll be back. It's perfectly fine. But then you got to think like Shawn Michaels is an old school guy Yes. where if you can't, uh, uh, you know, like defend that in 30 days. Yes. Right. Like, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a very hard pull right now. Um, what do you think about, about this happening? I'm intrigued by it. I knew I've seen the match between Roxanne and Mako. Right. I've seen the end and I know like there was, you know, oh, they had her collapse as a tribute to Shawn Michaels for, it was a match a number of years ago that was supposedly on Monday Night Raw, but I remember the match. It was Shawn Michaels winning the Intercontinental Championship for the first time on Saturday night's main event from the British Bulldog. Right. 
I remember that match. It is one of my all-time favorite matches. If not mm-hmm. my all-time favorite Shawn Michaels match. So to um, go along with that, okay, so we are going to be talking um, our, you know, showstopper segment tonight is going to have a little bit to kind of do with what we're talking about right, right. now as well. But I wanted to get this covered before because it it is a scary situation as well. Like, okay, we're, we're, we're going to talk more about that at the end. We do have to worry with, with this though, about concussion for Roxanne Perez is right. Concussions, mental health. You and I have both suffered numerous concussions from our times in the ring. You more so than me. Um, yeah. So we do have to worry about that. And I mean, you take a look back to, and again, this can go become a part of the next topic as well, is a person's general health overall, not just, you know, one or two concussions, you know, because I mean, one concussion can be bad enough that it's it doesn't need to be 12. It can be one. One and done. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Chris Nowitzki, for example. That's right. That is so right. We're going to touch a little bit more on this topic at the very end. I have two more quick topics for us to go through, and then we're going to get to our showstopper segment for tonight. Next that I want to go through is that uh, it was announced that Rey Mysterio is going to be going into the WWE Hall of Fame class of twenty. 23. I'm not going to touch on Rey Mysterio being inducted right now that I'm going to save that for uh, another show because that could be a whole world of discussion in its own. But it has been reported that tomorrow's edition of the bump is going to be Ric Flair announcing someone else into the WWE Hall of Fame. And that person is rumored, highly rumored to be Kenji Muto or how others may know him as the great Muta. So now, if this is going to be the great Muta, I want your comments on this, considering he never wrestled for the WWE, but yet did leave a lasting impression with his days in WCW. WCW is owned by the WWE. Is it okay for WCW stars such as the Great Muda to be part of and inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. It's because of, yes, WWE does own the intellectual property of everything WCW now, unless they, of course, let the trademarks and copyrights expire. Right. But yes, I completely agree because, and it's not just WCW, but it's the mark he left on the business. Right. And so so I am fully okay with it. I have heard a few other names being tossed out there. And what another one that actually intrigues me could, that could be announced tomorrow. Now in all likelihood, and I'm hoping it's more the Muda, in the announcement, but the next name I'm hearing is one Stacy Keebler, right? Who did have an affiliation with David Flair, 
in yes. WCW. Right. Right. And not a lot of people remember that. Not a lot of people remember no. that her time no. in, in with, with David. Right. And, yeah. and, it, and it does, it does make sense, you know, like for Ric Flair to announce that Stacy Keebler, because of that affiliation with the Flair name from back in the day. Yes. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens, who Ric Flair is going to announce. I'm actually excited for it. And I'm hoping that we get, uh, we get more names quicker because we're almost there. It's almost WrestleMania, baby. We yes. are just and about I've there. I've been hearing a lot of names. Like, are they going to announce like one on Friday, one on Wednesday, one on Friday, one on Monday? You know, so that we can build up that class. Right. And that we don't know yet. We just don't know. The WWE is leaving us wanting more. Which is <laughs> storytelling. Storytelling. Right. Somebody's a little upset about some storytelling. And this person is a 60-year-old female professional wrestler. Huh. WWE Hall of Famer. Medusa. Okay. She's a little ticked off right now. She's had some historic moments in the world of professional wrestling and definitely has earned the spot that she has within the WWE Hall of Fame starting in the 19. 19- 80s she now is 60 years old but she remains active in the wrestling world serving as producer for the nwa right now appearing at different conventions she actually has an autobiography out called the woman who would be king the medusa story she recently spoke to tv insider ahead of the release and addressed a potential return to the ring this is what she says she says there is still a woman under WWE legends contract that they could do something with, but they chose not to a retirement match would be wonderful to see. We see Trish Stratus and Lita all the time. I think those girls are great, but that's all we see. I'm not sick of them. I'm just sick of seeing them. Sorry. I'm just sick of just seeing them. Meaning, okay, I, I, to, to put that in, she's sick of just those two women being used by the WWE all the time. Yeah, She's saying that she wants to see more women. She says, I have a very high respect for those two women, but damn it, if it was them at 60, they'd be pounding the pavement just as hard as I am. Last time that we saw Medusa, she was in the 20-woman battle royal at the Evolution pay-per-view in 2018. Sporadic TV appearances here and there. But she's a little bit tired of just every time the WWE is looking for women's legends to do something. It's always Trish and Lita, Trish and Lita, Trish and Lita, Trish and Lita. I absolutely love Lita. I will have her on my television screen every day of the freaking week. But I kind of agree with her right now. There are a lot more that we could be seeing and using. Absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. 
yes, Medusa had the sporadic, what was it, two or three week appearances on NXT last summer in the Cora Jade Roxanne Perez feud. Right. Um, I didn't know that she was uh, producing for the NWA. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, Recently. She is, but she is right. I mean, and this goes to the same reason as to probably why the Garcias didn't renew their contract. Right. I would have to agree. Um, so, yes, absolutely. Now, I mean, I'm sure we'd be saying the same thing about... Nicole and Brianna, if they had come back for Raw 30 or if they were the ones in this women's tag team title spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I think you're right there. I think that uh, that people definitely would be, um, you know, saying the same thing. Uh, you know, oh, it's the Bellas again. Oh, we're yeah. just getting the Bellas. Oh, we're always seeing their who they're using all the time. Why are they doing this? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, but, I think you're right. But I mean, we could just as easily. I mean, we get the sporadic appearances from Kelly Kelly and Tori Wilson. You know, right. we had the two off shows with um, Melina. Candice Michelle. Right. You know, but we're not getting them coming back as legends anymore. Exactly. Stacey Keebler, if she is on her way into the Hall of Fame this year, bring her back for. Right. Right. Before we move and transition over to our showstopper segment, I told you that you can find out how you can get yourself some merchandise from Turnbuckle Studios. Well, this is how you can do it. The official Turnbuckle Studios shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes. The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. Miscellaneous products that you can only find here. Beats and Beatdowns. And Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. And I do want to mention as well that there is now Paramindful merchandise over there at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. Go and get yourself some of that as well. Our showstopper segment tonight, we're going to be talking about blurred lines. As we talked a little bit about Roxanne Perez, OMD, you kind of mentioned how some people had thought that yes, yes, Alex, Paramindful merchandise is over there as well. I'm going to want to check that out. It's this amazing stuff. And it's just the logo. It's the Paramindful logo right now, but it is available for purchase. Talking about Roxanne Perez and the, uh, the, the collapse that happened and how, how maybe, maybe it was an homage to Shawn Michaels, right? Yeah. Clearly, we found out that it is not. We found out definitely that it is not, that she is legitimately injured. Let's transition a little bit over to 
AEW now from NXT and talk about MJF taking and throwing the cup of water in that child's face. We have blurred lines going on right now. I have mindful to get some pair of merchandise. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so people are, are are questioning what's going on. Right. Because they're not they're They don't know if this is real or if this is show. Did MJF really fly off the handle and do this? Or was this part of the show? Did Roxanne collapse because she was really hurt? Or was this part of the show? And people have been all in an uproar over this going, why is this happening? This is bullshit. This shouldn't be happening. Why are people even discussing this? I'm discussing this because I want to take you back to when I was growing up in professional wrestling. For when that man, OMD, was growing up in professional wrestling. And let's talk about Earthquake and Hulk Hogan where Earthquake jumped on Hulk Hogan's chest and crushed him, and people thought he was dead. Yep. Let's talk about Jake the Snake Roberts and the Macho Man Randy Savage, where, oh my God, it was a cobra, a king cobra, that was inside the ring that drew its fangs and put them deep down inside the arm. Of the macho man Randy Savage. And by God he's going to die. Because that's a venomous snake. All part of the show. All blurring. Those lines. And for me growing up. Those blurred lines. Were definitely needed. And they were absolutely. Mind blowing. Because yes. I even for a time. Believed that Hulk Hogan's chest was crushed that Hulk Hogan was going to be out for so long and that he may never return because he's his chest was absolutely crushed and every bone in his body all of his ribs were damaged yes but they weren't no he was perfectly fine you want to go with another one along those lines let's look at uh Papa Shango and the ultimate warrior do not bring that up because that was I love Papa Shango (laughs) yes but that, right, again, you're right, you're right, right? The whole voodoo thing, and, and like, you don't know. You really don't. When the Ultimate Warrior started vomiting green goo shit, mm, right, maybe, maybe, maybe we know that that's kind of fake. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get to to Alex's comment here. He says, I actually talked to my wife about this MJF thing. He can motorboat a gal during full gear, but yet he can't work his character and splash water into a kid's face. It was good heel work to me. We're supposed to hate MJF. And the kid said he enjoyed it afterwards. MJF made a lifelong wrestling fan that night. Exactly. That is MJF playing the character of MJF. See, I hadn't heard anything about the kid saying he enjoyed it afterwards. We know he got the interaction with Amanda Huber and Tony Khan 
was invited backstage, mm-hmm. has been given tickets for another show. Yes. All to smooth things over with him. Um, so I didn't know that the kid said that. I think the kid is now trying to maybe play off that, you know, I got all this attention. Right. It, and that's very possible. I mean, if if somebody were to throw water in my face, I, I think I would I would probably be a little bit upset as well. Yeah. Right. But then if, you know, if the owner of the company kind of came out and was like, you know what, I'm really sorry about that. Um, you know, like how, you know, how can we make this up to you type of thing? Right. Of course, I'm, I'm going to yeah. be really happy about that afterwards. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Yeah. yeah. But at the, at the same time, yes, this was this was, you know, something that was real that happened. Yeah. yeah. But it's something that you sh- that should be expected. Yes. At a professional wrestling show. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, let's go back to an example. I believe it was the second time you and I ever competed against each other. And you pulled me out of the crowd as your plant that night. Right. Right. Part of the show. Right. But I was coming coming off as the baby face in that instance, even though I was the plant. Right. Well, I think we were also in America too, though. We were. We were. We were yeah. You were a part of Team Canada with another one who shall not be named. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll leave his name out of it. So, yeah. Like, wow. I, so, so, like, throughout the years, since yeah. the 80s, right? Since the early 80s. Yeah. This is, this is shit that's been going on since then. Absolutely. That has, that has worked. Absolutely. I mean, how many different eras in wrestling have we grown up with? Oh. We start. We started off in the golden era. Yeah. And you know what? It's you look at it, and you get the baby face. You get the heel. That's still tried to carry down through the generations, but mm-hmm. then you get the anti-hero of each generation. Right. Like, if you go back to the golden era, it was Hogan and Piper. Mm-hmm. Macho man in the middle in the anti-hero role. Right. Then you move to the new generation when it became, when it first he came in as the ringmaster and transitioned all the way up to Stone Cold, and Stone Cold became the anti-hero, even though he started off as the heel against mm-hmm. the face Bret Hart with, of course, the double turn. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you move it up to the Attitude Era. And I can't, I mean, Stone Cold still was the anti-hero, even though you had The Rock, Kurt Angle, and any of them could have fit that role. Oh, yeah. Um, I think as we have grown and watched and adapted with wrestling, Yes, the lines do get a little bit blurred because of the dirt sheets, because of the internet, because of social media, because of meet and greets. Right. You want to take away the blurred lines, don't have the heels doing the meet and greets. Right. But, I mean, that's on the character themselves. That's on the person themselves. Absolutely. When we went and saw Impact Wrestling, uh, you know, do do their house show, um, Abyss was there. 
Yes. But he stayed in the character of Joseph Park. Yes. I asked him to sign the picture of Abyss. And he was like, you want me to sign my brother's picture? I have the, I have the book still here yeah. with the autograph in it. Me too. It's, it's literally right over there. Yeah. But I was like, yes, of course. Yeah, that's your brother, right? You play along with it because you never yep. know who's going to be there. There's this word that was out there years ago that seems to have, uh, you know, all seemingly died and it's called kayfabe. And I think we need to get back to a little bit of that. And I think we're slowly kind of blurring those lines and keeping a little bit of kayfabe alive, especially when it comes to characters like MJF. Yes. Uh, I, I... <laughs> kayfabe? <laughs> Who's she? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think we are getting back there. Yeah. Um. But again, we're never going to get fully back there, though. No, we won't. Because, I mean, if you want to look at it, MJF is this heel who mm -hmm. is trying to get a pity party for everybody who has left him in his life. Right. For his Jewish upbringing. Right. And yes, um, I mean, this Wednesday, we're going to see his rebar mitzvah from Winnipeg. That's right. Um, and a heel doesn't so much, isn't supposed to necessarily want the pity party. I can see him fitting into that anti-hero role. Right. I think the saying of perception is reality does not apply to the wrestling industry because you've got that yep. because you get the heel, the face and the anti-hero. Right. But when you're getting these guys and they're trying to twist it, it's like, Oh, I'm the bad guy. This is who I am. But you get these people who put themselves out there, whether it's on social media, the meet and greets, whether they're heel or face. Right. And, you know, now there's a little bit of themselves personally invested in the character. It's not just, a name that the WWE or AEW gave them. Exactly. You're getting the actual person. Yes. And I think a lot of it too can go back to the numerous tragedies in pro wrestling. Right. Um, and I mean, let's start with the obvious one, which would be the Benoit saga. Right which is something that is still debated to this day. It is. And I, I believe that that was sort of began the slow death of kayfabe. And now you're trying to see some people bring it back. And I'm very happy to see it brought back, even in small capacities, such as this with a character that is, uh, you know, bringing just a little touch of that, who knows that little bit of je ne sais quoi back into the world of professional wrestling. I want everybody to go and check out my friends over at realwrestling.net. That's right. Turnbuckle Talk is now gone international with my friends at realwrestling.net. Go and check them out. UK-based program. They're absolutely fantastic. I love everyone over there, and I'm so thankful to be part of the team over there. 
Our local establishment is an amazing place for you to go to check out a number of different contents, whether it is professional wrestling to paranormal to movies to television to music. We have a plethora of different content that is available for you over there. The best way for you to check (laughs) us out is going to be either on our Twitch channel but we drop some pretty special stuff going on over on our YouTube channel. Check out youtube.com slash at our local establishment. Would love for you to give that a sub, follow that, click that bell so that you're notified absolutely every time a new episode comes out. Easiest way for you to find everything for me is to go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. That's where you can find all the socials for myself. OMD, thank you so much for coming on with me today. And to everybody in the chat, in the comments, thank you. If you're watching this afterwards, I want you to leave your comments and your thoughts as well. No matter where you have seen this, please leave those comments. Thank you once again, everyone, for being here with us. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other.